Well, hello, friends. This is Pastor Frank, and I'm so glad to come by here. I, I really do. I know I say that all the time, but I appreciate your company, and most of all, I enjoy so much talking about God's love for you and, and for me, and also look into the Bible and get some of God's Word, because that's how God speaks to us so clearly today, is by getting into the Word of God, which we call the Bible. Now, what I have to share with you today, and I think this is really good, especially if if you're a new believer in Christ, or if you are a new reader to the Bible, then you might like to think about these questions I ask, and I will try to answer the questions as well. It's not complicated. It's very easy to understand what I'd like to share with you, and I hopefully you'll enjoy it and get you excited enough to be in touch with me so that I can send you some free printed literature. So there's five questions here. Uh, one, number one is when you hear the Word of God and believe the Word of God, it is life-changing. That's not a question, is it? It's a statement. But the question that could come from it is, why should I believe what the Bible tells me? Well, we'll talk about that. Number two, we'll talk about prayer. What does prayer mean, and why do I have to pray? Should we pray? And so on. We'll talk about that. Number three, it's very important if you're looking into the Word of God and you go to church, and you may go to church with other people you know or other Bible believers, and you may have questions as well about this, which is, or comments, that is, spending time with other believers. Is it really that important? Well, I think it is, and I'll explain why. Number four, share the gospel with others. That's important as well. I'll tell you why. Number four, number five, rather, obey God in everything that you do. Whatever you learn about God through the Bible, and whatever a good preacher may tell you, it's very important that you understand it. And so that's why I'd like to talk to you about these comments and questions and so on and talk about it with you. I don't have Ray with me today, so I have to talk to myself, unless you're listening, and I hope you are. That would be comical, wouldn't it? No, I don't want to talk to the walls. I'd like to talk to people who are here. And although I can't see you, I, I hope you're here. Okay, comment number one. When you hear the Word and you believe in the Word, is it life-changing? Well, it is life-changing. And so the question is, why is it life-changing? Well, because the Bible tells us this, and this is out of the New Testament book of Romans, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Well, in addition to hearing, if you're listening to a preacher, and there are still some good and many preachers that you can listen to on radio and television, but if you're on your own and you're reading the Bible, you've got to understand this passage and what it really means to you. It says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So this is what we need to recognize and realize here. If you want to build up your faith, you might say, I don't have any faith. Well, what you need to do is get into the Bible for a while, 
And I promise you that God will stimulate you to the point where you will like to believe and trust God by faith about comments that we find here in the Word of God. So that's one answer for a comment, that hearing the Word of God, reading the Word of God, listening to the Word of God can very much build up your weight, your faith. That's what the Bible is very clear about. Here's another passage that relates to it. This one is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. It tells us that when you believe in Christ as your Savior, which you are led to do, by the way, is believe. When you're reading the Bible, God will make it clear that's what you should do. But here's a comment from chapter 5 in 2 Corinthians and verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. I suppose you could put it this way. If any man or woman be in Christ, he's a new creature, a new person. And then it continues and tells us this. All things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. Now, how do we understand that passage? You might be new to all of these Bible passages and Bible teachings, so I want to be as simple as I can about it. And at the same time, if you have a question, make sure you send a message to me, and I will answer your question in relation to this comment and other comments I'll be making here throughout the broadcast. If any man be in Christ, it means this. What does it mean to be in Christ? It means if you hear the gospel message and you believe that Jesus Christ died for all your sins, that he loves you, he's a forgiving God, and if you turn to him and seek him for the assurance of all your sins forgiven, and a new life in Christ, things will definitely change. You'll be a new person. You won't live exactly how you used to live because you will grow in God's grace, meaning you will grow more and more understanding who Jesus Christ is. So remember that passage. It's a good idea if you write it down. That passage in your New Testament, 2 Corinthians, in verse 17, if you be a new creature in Christ. It'll change your life. That's what happened with me. That's what put me in the ministry years ago, is when I began to understand these things about the Bible, like I've already been sharing, which is read the Bible and your faith will grow and you'll become a new creature. So those are the two things I just shared, very lightly, very simply, I think, for you to believe for a changed life and for the assurance you need to know that you have God's forgiveness, God's love, and his promises that he will never let you go. He will always be here for you. You can trust him. So remember those two points. You read the Bible because that's when your faith will grow. And secondly, that receiving Christ is your Savior is how he changes your life. Here's another third point. I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but we'll try. We'll be here for a full half hour about. Here's the next comment. It's prayer. Why should I pray? 
Is it important to pray? And why should I? Is it necessary to pray? Well, I would say, yes, it is necessary to pray. Why is that? Well, let's understand what prayer is to begin with. I think the simplest definition for prayer is this. It might be too simple for you, but listen anyway. Here it is. Prayer is simply talking to God about everything in your life that's important to you. You can talk to him. That's what prayer is. It's like saying you can have a conversation with the Lord. So you could pray. Let me see if I can think of an example. Well, let's say um, you need um, more income coming in, and maybe you're looking for another job. Why not pray and ask God to help you, lead you, and guide you into an opportunity to make more money every week on your work site? Now, he will hear that request you have. That's a prayer. Now, will God answer that prayer? He very well could. He's answered prayers for me like that. But don't forget, sometimes God will say, you'll have to wait a while. It's going to take some time before you increase your salary every week. So just believe me, that's how God may look at it, and that's what God would say to you if he could talk to you verbally. But in your heart, you will understand when you ask God for something that's good for you, God will answer that prayer. He will. He will show you things that you need to know about that kind of a prayer. But you could be praying about anything. You could pray for your family, for your children, your spouse, everything. Talk to God about it. You know why? Because he really, really, and truly cares for you. He loves you. He knows you're trusting Jesus as your Savior now. He knows that you're reading the Bible and you're looking for answers and direction from God. He will help you. He will answer your prayer. He will give you direction that you may need for your life. Okay, let's go to number three now. Okay, I hope you're writing this all down, but if it's too much for you to handle and so on and you can't remember everything I'm telling you, why don't you send me a message? I'd be very glad to answer that. I'll make sure that my office sends you some good literature to help you with questions just like that, especially for anybody who wants to find God for their life or for a new believer in Christ or for someone who goes to church every week. You may not know the answers to these comments. So get in touch with me. I'll send you some answers. Number three, spend time with other believers. Now, why is that important? Well, number one, I think it could be very important because you may have many friends who are not true believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. They may be religious somewhat, or maybe they're not religious at all. They lack faith in God, but they, you know, to spend time with them may be a waste of time because they don't believe in God. They don't believe in reading the Bible. So how can you learn more about God that way? Well, you really can't. You need to be with another believer. And that's why it's good for you to keep in mind to know there are places you can go, a good Bible church, for example, where many questions like that will be answered for you one way or another. But if you meet another true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, meaning if you meet another legitimate Christian, 
you get to know the Bible better because you can talk together and read the Bible together, and you'll you'll grow to know things and and know more about God and why Jesus came and why Jesus came and died on the cross for you and so forth. You see, God loves you that much. But, you know, we can't do everything alone. Didn't someone write a book or a comment and make it clear that we can't survive on our own? You need a partner. You need someone you could share with. You need a good friend. And a good friend could be a true believer in Christ. You could have good friends who are not true believers in Christ, and that's okay. It has a place. Maybe you could share things with them that you're learning. But a good person to have a friendship with is someone who likes to read the Bible and pray, just like you're trying to do. So why don't you look at that possibility of meeting someone who would like to share with you and ask questions about the Bible in the same way you do? Why not do that? And you'll be able to help them and encourage them and encourage yourself as well. It's not, it's not good to be alone all the time. It's always good to share with other Christians, other true believers in Christ. And when I say a Christian in this context of which I am believing and sharing with you is the context of someone that probably was born again and came to know Christ in a very personal way. You want to have a good time with someone like that because you can learn things, grow and share other opinions and look up things in the Bible to answer some questions that you may have. That is so much fun. I mean, I I do that kind of regularly. I go to church regularly. I listen to other Bible teachers on television, on radio, and at a church, and I grow that way. I get to know God better. So the Bible tells you to learn the Bible, grow in the Word of God, and your faith will increase, and you will find more peace with God, more assurance about how much God loves you. He loves you, and he could be speaking to you right now. Get to know God better. Grow in the Word of God. Remember, as I shared moments ago, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. As a matter of fact, I don't think I quoted that a few minutes ago, but, you know, I have a bad memory sometimes. I'm getting older, and people talk about memory loss, and sometimes I have that problem. But don't you forget this passage. Let me read it to you again. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Um, Get into the Bible. Begin to read it. God will show you things, answer prayer, and encourage you to get involved in your Bible study. Remember, if you hear people say things like, don't read the Bible, it's full of fairy tales, it's not true, it's all a myth, and all of that, it's all a lot of mistakes in the Bible. If anyone talks to you like that, I would almost promise you 100% he's probably never even read the Bible. But unbelievers do those things. And you know why I think that people don't want to read the Bible or hear anything about it? It's because they're afraid. Afraid of what, you might say. Well, they might feel guilty. And if they start reading the Bible or talking to God about things and talking to God about prayer, you'll find out that they really don't believe because they don't even know anything about the Bible. The Bible is very clearly the Word of God. And study your Bible. 
you can get, let me tell you this, which maybe you don't realize, you can get and receive Bible studies through the mail from Bible correspondence schools. You can learn more about the Bible by listening to a good Bible teacher on radio or on television. There's lots of information out there. You can go to a Bible bookstore, and you'll find some great Christian books there, many good Christian books, and you can learn that way. So those are just some suggestions. You don't have to try to do this all alone. There's people out there that may have had a time just like whatever you're going through right now, trying to believe things about God and the Bible, and you've had a hard time believing those things. Well, you don't have to have a hard time. There is material ready for you. There are Bibles everywhere. Thank God you can still buy a Bible or receive a Bible somewhere and you can read it. Do you know it's, it's not true everywhere? Did you know in China that the Bible is still restricted? You cannot have a Bible to read in China unless you do it underground. There are true churches of true believers in Christ who study and read the Bible together, but you cannot do that publicly. You have to kind of keep it a secret. And I know a missionary who's very active in China and Hong Kong, and he knows all these things are true. As a matter of fact, he, he told me about it too, so that anybody ever spoke to me about it, I could tell you. Yes, it's true. You can't believe the Bible everywhere you go in this world. It's prohibited in some places. But thank God for the most part here in our country, right here in the United States of America and churches and other places, chances are very good. You can still get a Bible, have a Bible, read the Bible, go to church and hear the Bible, and listen to radio and television and hear the Bible. Now, That doesn't mean everybody accepts it. Many people are against reading the Bible. You'll hear some people say, don't read the Bible. It's no good for you. It's full of contradictions. Don't believe it for a minute. I've went through all of those things. People would tell me those things. I had to find out for myself how wrong that is. God can speak to you as you read the Bible. God will tell you some very meaningful things by the way you read the Bible and by prayer. Pray and ask God to show you things about himself. I remember became a, before I became a true believer, that's the very thing I did. I didn't know about the Bible. I didn't know I could read the Bible. And many people told me, don't read the Bible uh, for one reason or another. But then I did begin to hear the Bible from another preacher, and then I bought a Bible, and I began to read it, and then I bought Bible study materials so I could understand the Bible better, and you know what? That changed my life. Maybe you need to change your life. Maybe you need the peace of knowing that God forgives you for all of your sin when you come to him and tell him about it. You have guilt to deal with? You know that you've done some things wrong in your life? Did you know that you can come to God directly through Jesus Christ? That's right. You could pray. Talk to him just like you could talk to me right now. God will hear your prayer. 
Ask Jesus to come into your life, to forgive you for all of your sins. Just be honest with God. He loves you. He wants to hear from you. Tell him all about it. Tell him all about your doubts. Tell him that you don't know what to think. Other people told you don't read the Bible. You know, Well, talk to God about it, and he'll tell you the truth about that. The Bible is God's word. It's the greatest love story ever told. It's all about God's forgiveness. It's all about believing in what God offers to you freely. You don't have to have indulgences. You don't have to pray three hours every day. You don't have to go to church every day. And No, all you have to do is talk to God like he's your friend, and he is. Just tell him about the issues on your heart. He will get back to you with answers. He will. As you read the Bible and share faith with another true believer in Christ. Make sure you spend time with a person who knows Jesus Christ as Savior and is a Bible believer and reads the Bible regularly. That could be a true friend because you could both answer questions that you have by looking things up in the Bible and maybe you could have a good Bible study book with you and look up all of these things uh, that I'm sharing with you and you'll see You'll see, what I've been talking to you about is so basic that it's so true, and you'll find in the Bible how true it is when you look it up. Remember this, you can know God's love for you. You know John 3.16? You know, I was officiating the other day in a funeral service, and I was... I wanted to make it so clear to the whole congregation there about how much God loves each and every one of them that were there. And, of course, some people were grieving, missing someone who went to heaven, but they won't see him anymore. But I assured, I tried to assure everyone that God loves you. And the Bible teaches us this. And the Bible will teach you that. And when you come to God through faith in Jesus Christ, he will forgive you for all of your sin. He will listen to you about what you have to say. He will listen to you about your doubts and your fears. And he wants to answer your prayer about all of those things as you talk to him and read the Bible and pray. He will. He'll get to you. He loves to answer prayer. He knows about the issues you have in your life. And he knows how much you need to have some answers. And you know what? He wants to give you answers. Now listen, I'm not saying everything is easy and you're going to understand everything in one day. That's not true. But he will answer your prayers immediately as soon as he can get the message to you when he knows you will understand it. Questions like, how can I know I'm a true Christian and all my sins are forgiven? God wants to answer that question, and he will with the Bible. He will answer your questions. And by the way, I have an answer to that comment. In the Bible, in 1 John and in chapter 1, it says this, If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, there is one condition to that promise from God and the answer, what is the question? Uh, what, is the, what is the condition? The condition is this. 
Believe that Jesus Christ loves you and he died on the cross for you because he loves you and he wants to and has forgiven you for all of your sins that he is that you have asked him about. He loves you. He wants to answer your prayers. He wants to forgive you for your sin. But remember, it all begins with believing God. And so let me close the whole idea here with you. It's this. Jesus died for all your sin. And the Bible tells us that God so loved the world that Jesus came into the world to die for all your sin so that he can forgive you and he can give you a brand new life in Christ. Now, those are all paraphrased passages that are in the Bible. I just shared with you, but isn't it simple enough to understand? The Bible says he loves you, he came into the world, and died for all of your sin on a cross. Your sins have been paid for. You know why they've been paid for? Not because you went to church and kept rules and regulations that the church has for you, Jesus died for all your sin because he loves you and because he paid the price for your sin. He took the punishment for your sins. He paid the price by by understanding that Jesus paid the price and loves you for all the sins you've committed. Isn't it good to know? I would like you to know the most important thing right now is if you pray, right now you could talk to God. You could talk to God this way, in your own words. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for paying for all my sin on the cross. I believe you paid the price for my sins. You took the blame for my sins. I have a lot of sins, Lord. Please forgive me those sins I've committed. I'm so sorry that I did. I don't want to be judged by you. I want to be loved by you, Lord. But you said you judge for my sins. Now I ask you to forgive me and come into my life and help me to be a new Christian. Lord, I would appreciate that so much. Thank you for answering that prayer. Friends, thank you for listening and praying that prayer with me. What you need to do now is just send me a message. Let me know how much God, how much you've trusted God about things that I've shared with you and how you prayed and asked Jesus to be your Savior. Well, know this. God heard your prayer. Friends, get in touch with me. I'll send you some material if you'd like to have it. Be in touch with me as soon as you can. I'll get right back to you as soon as I can. God bless until the next time.